to me enough is Hey guys, welcome back to the Indie Wrestling Corner with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host as always, the queen of the indies, Tiffany. And today, I'm very excited for bringing on a good friend, my good friend Nick Grand. How are you? What's going on? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I feel like I just saw you. <laughs> I, know, I feel like I've seen you like every single day this week. Which is not a bad thing. Totally good thing. I love it. I love it. Um, guys, if you're new here to the Under the Rope series, here I interview everything independent wrestling, whether it's wrestlers, referees, behind the scenes. I got you covered. If you guys got any questions for Nick, please uh, drop them yeah, into please. the chat. <laughs> you can tell him like, you know, Hi, whatever, you know, you can ask them anything you want. I'll uh, read it off to the chat. Make sure you guys uh, uh, like, share, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. And yeah, so we're going to get this party started. Let me see who's in the chat. Wilbert's in the chat. What's up, Captain Dave? Good, Wilbert. <laughs> How are you guys? So um, yeah, so let's kick off this interview. How I like to kick off all my interviews. I love to ask, like, you know, like, what made you get into professional wrestling? Uh, I mean, like, it's just like any wrestler, it's going to be like a long, long journey there. But, um, I mean, I first got into wrestling when I was in like third grade, I want to say like second or third grade. And believe it or not, the act that got me into it was too cool from the WWF, like Scotty Tuati, Grandmaster Sexy, Rikishi and all them. For some reason, I was just really entertained by them. Ended up getting addicted to WWF that instantaneously. From then on, I was like hooked on wrestling. Wow. Um, now I never thought about actually becoming a wrestler until later in life. Like I'm 30 right now mm -hmm. and I've been wrestling for about three years. I want to say, mm -hmm. yeah, have to ask Matt, Matt would know better than me. <laughs> wrestling for like three years. Um, one night, cause I'm a musician, I was doing an open mic night and after my set, I ended up meeting like a few dudes who looked like they were in like the music business. Turns out they were like involved in pro wrestling. So ended up doing some like backyard, like kind of stuff with them. Um, had a lot of fun. One night they ended up wrestling for Matt or uh, renting the building for Matt. And this is like right when Matt got the building, the H2O center. And basically I found out that Matt was training there. And, you know, once I found that out, I have a golden opportunity to learn from like a straight up legend. And I just jumped on that opportunity. And ever since then, I've been at H2O. Wow. 
it's been a, a great place you guys all know and i'm sure you guys have seen nick if you oh, watched my uh indie talks episodes because i i always go and bother everybody <laughs> backstage so but it's uh it's always a good time but do you remember like i mean you talk wwe i mean we talk about it with a lot of other people do you remember like as a fan like your first like indie show yes are you talking about like first indie show I watched like in person? Yes, like as a fan. Okay, my first indie show I watched as a fan in person. Um, now, it was like I forget the company, but they wrestled at King of Jeans in Philly, and I remember the Blue Meanie was on the show, and Ruckus was on the show, and me only watching WWE my whole life. I was like. I knew Blue Meanie, but I was like, who the hell is Ruckus and how is he so good? Right. Like, I was just like, in, I was just like shocked. I, and um, Trent Acid was there and like, like you know how great he is, mm -hmm. obviously. Right. I'm, my mind was blown at that point because I was like four or five years in watching wrestling. But I'm still like, how are there these insane talents wrestling outside the WWE? Right. And I just got on the, the book for indie wrestling. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I would check in every now and then. Um, I would always tend to watch like Ring of Honor and stuff like that because I was on TV. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go live as much. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know, a, a few years ago, I watched that um, that match with the Young Bucks with Candice LeRae in it. And she had the, the Legos in her mouth and got super kicked. And I was just like, wow, like wrestling is in such a cool place right now. Right. Like, there's like so many more varieties from when I was younger and fell in love with the sport initially. And that's when I knew I was like, I need to belong. I need to find a place in this world of wrestling. Just so happens I met Matt around the same time. And ever since then, I've whether I'm wrestling or I'm on commentary, I'm going to get in the mix no matter what. Yeah. I'll find myself in wrestling. Wow. They can't get rid of me. No. <laughs> it's a it's a great time to be a wrestling fan and and uh, be in your place which which is great uh let me give some love but more love in this chat because i see people coming in johnny says hey nick uh wilbert says i hope you win back your title monday dude ooh, i hope i win that title back too i'm so pissed adonis is such a greasy piece of crap i am look adonis is such a talented wrestler there's no doubt about it i've i've trained with him for more than a year and a half. And I've learned a lot from him. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, like, you know, when he's not talking about himself, he's a very insightful human being. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, the man paid off ref, cheated, pulled my tights, kicked me in the balls. I'm going to kick this guy's head in. It's going to be destination dropkick in the middle of the ring. Come hell or high water, it's it's more than a title now. It's right. It's gotten a lot more personal. It's very personal. Oh, definitely. Uh uh, everything pro wrestling conrad shout out to you guys go give my friend some love on his channel he's got a little bit of everything for you in the wrestling world and he's saying oh, yeah. classic ruckus and he's got a bunch of fire emojis going on as well uh wilbert said he'll be there monday i will be there monday so i'm really excited about that too so i'll have backstage footage yeah, for you all, guys all the help i can get i need everybody there on monday <laughs> get your I'm butt give me the <laughs> Yeah, it's great. I like. I'm looking forward. We'll, I'll be there again. I'll be backstage. I'll get those backstage interviews for you guys. So make sure you're subscribed. Uh, I saw something else in here. Uh, Johnny wants to know who's your favorite AEW wrestler. My favorite AEW wrestler. Oh shit. Oh man, that's so tough. 
All right, there's three. Give me, give me like a ten second countdown. Put, put the pressure on me. <laughs> Not wait. What is this? New Year's? Is that way? I'm getting confused yeah. right now. <laughs> the holiday season. Give me a ten second countdown. <laughs> ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> oh, it's got to be Adam Cole. I was debating between, believe it or not, MJF or Adam Cole. Okay. And like, if if you kept up with any of my career in the beginning before I, you know, pretty much smartened up and realized that the fans are the lifeblood of this business. Yeah. I was a pretty self-centered prick when I went by Nicholas Grand, mm -hmm. and MJF was an insane source of inspiration during that time. Uh, it just the way he psychologically breaks down his opponents, breaks them down on the mic to the point that when they wrestle, they're so worked up and overcome with emotion that they slip up. And I think MJF, in that regard, is one of the best that we have right now. Yeah. But if I'm talking total package, like Adam Cole's proved in WWE, he's proved in AEW. Um, Even the technical that. mastery of his moves is ridiculous. Yeah. And if you give that man a microphone, he's going to talk everybody into the seats and everyone who leaves is going to be an Adam Cole fan. Um, his, the most signature move in with Adam Cole, baby, like you're talking about someone who literally has every single quality you want in a pro wrestler you want to root for. And we get to see him every single week and it's just insane. They're loaded with talent, but they like are. he's got to be my favorite Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love me some AE dub. Um, yeah. So I, I always like, obviously, I know you. I've seen you a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, so I like I like asking the perspective of the wrestler that comes onto this podcast. And I always like to see, you know, what's the match that you would recommend for a fan that's never seen you before? You know, who would they watch? You know, like what match okay. would it be? Um. I'm going to give you two. Um, I'm going to give you one from H2O, and I'll give you one from outside H2O, technically. Um, my H2O match that I always come back on... Oh, shit, it sucks. I am going to go with my H2O Undiscovered, my first match against Reed Walker. Um, you'll have to... I can't tell you what number it was. If you ask Big Red, Big Red has every single card memorized. So next time I see Big Red, I'll ask him what match, what number this was on. Yeah. But I wrestled Reed, and... Everything about that match just felt right. It was just really intense from the go-get. If you're a fan of chain wrestling, at chain. If you're a fan of just, like, you know, amateur-style suplex-based wrestling, it's got that. Um, and we talked trash the entire time. It was just a really awesome match um, I'd recommend to anyone. But outside of H2O, um, I would say it's my match, my triple threat at Wrestle Cup 2 mm -hmm. for Sean Henderson Promotions. It was me against Kennedy Copeland against Matt Mikowski in a triple threat match. Oh, man. Yeah, and um, it was just, you know, um, we all see what Matt's doing on the independent scene right now. He's yeah. airing it up and just is fantastic wrestler, fantastic human being. Um, someone I was happy to pick the brain of all that night. And, you know, he's in the match. is going to be very intense. That's his style. Um, he'll break your arm off and hit you over the head with it. But we also have Kennedy in the match, right. and um, we've seen what Kennedy's doing in H2O. Kennedy is truly one of the best people in wrestling, um, and truly one of the best wrestlers, as evidenced by her reign right now. Um, and she, just like Matt, will break your arm off and beat you over the head with it, but she'll <laughs> smile more while she does it. <laughs> but like, you know, She's still going to do that. So being caught in that match with those two, um, I never met them before that day. Not even like a passing hello. Mm -hmm. Um, and the chemistry was just off the charts and I would love to wrestle either one of them again 
any day of the week because um, I know it would just be pure ass wrestling. Right. D- down and dirty. Oof. I love it. Uh, Brian's in the chat. <laughs> he said undiscovered 41. Yo, Red. <laughs> hey, Red. I, no, love, I it. love it. All right. Um, now, I know you didn't ask this, but if anyone hasn't been watching Big Red this year, mm-hmm. um, open your eyes, um, which is ironic because Big Red has got the most intense stare I've ever seen in wrestling. But Big Red has gone up against so much top competition this year. And I've been luckily been to been on the call for all of it for his match against Ricky Shane Page, against G-Raver this past week. Like, no matter who Big Red is going up against, he's just absolutely fearless. And, yeah, I'm putting you over right now, Big Red, but, look, it's just, it has to be said. Big Red is so intense, and he's going to be blowing up this year. It's been a good year, I feel like, for a whole bunch of you. Like, and that's why oh, like, yeah. I love doing these interviews with you know all the H2O students. And the goal is to get everybody from H2O onto this podcast. Uh, so, you guys, if you've been following this journey of mine, like I definitely, you know, I have like other people. Like you brought up, you know, we've had Kennedy Copeland on here, we've had Matt Mikowski on here. You know, I mean, we'll right. go deeper into that match because that was one of my questions that I do have. Um, but yeah, like even like Ryan, like you guys have been, you know, killing it, you know, and like, you know, it's it's been amazing to watch your guys journey, watch your guys like grow and all the opportunities that you have. I mean, again, you guys are going up to Massachusetts, which is great. You guys have been to Atlantic City this year. Like it's it's been a year. So, yeah, it um, was traveling yeah. about that. It's, um, you know, they to a wrestling center. It's it's always going to be home, right. but matt and chrissy and everyone involved in the show always had that big dream um right. you know that this is a brand that has legs that can really put its talent in any sort of area in the country in the world and wrestling fans in that area are going to say h2o rips um they don't mess around yeah um, if you like hardcore you got hardcore yeah if you like people kicking your heads off who's watching austin luke match if you like technical wrestling you got read um, if you like you know it's all represented on the main roster and the student roster. So we're going to be traveling. Yeah, no, it's, it's fun. It's fun to watch this journey and, you know, I'll be up there. So I'm sure I'll be backstage for the new year's as well. So I'll do that for you guys. That's going to, it's going to be fun. It's great. It's been, if you guys are not on the H2O train by now, like you need to get on it. If you guys want a little peek. Yeah. If you guys want a little peek again, watch my indie talks episodes. You'll see, you'll see this guy right here. We get, we get to chat with him a little bit. Uh, you know, backstage Ryan's, you know, Ryan's in the chat. Ryan's always, we act some video game of the week, which is, which is fun. Uh, yeah. Demarcus matters is another one that, you know, he's been on here. Uh, Wilbert. Yes. I've had uh, Jeff cannonball. He's been on here, uh, on a regular interview. Uh, Jeff turned on Mitch broke my heart. Yeah, what is uh, there's a lot going part. on. It's a lot. It, it, you know, the the, the war against four four oh took it all out of everybody. Like yeah, it really beat the hell out of everyone mentally and physically. Yeah. I, I didn't wrestle in the match, but just calling it on commentary the entire time. Right. Like it's emotionally exhausting seeing your friends go through that. Yeah. So I feel for Jeff. Like on one hand, like, you know, he went through a lot during that war. He sacrificed yeah. a lot. But dude, this is Mitch. Like it's it's your boy. Yeah. Like I don't get it. It's it's crazy. L- let's go back. Let's go back to uh, Hustle Cup because you know we were talking about that and right. you know it's 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 so fun to watch everybody who competes in them. You know, like again, I, you know, I was thinking even today of like all the promotions that I've been to and like H two R. Like you have your, you know, your main H two O. Then you have your student shows. You have your Undiscovered. Then you have the Sean Henderson shows. You have you know, yeah. like it's 
it has a little bit of everything. It's not just hardcore. You know, you're not just going to get your light tubes and your death matches. You know, it's mostly like hardcore. You'll also have those regular. You'll have the student matches and like, you know, with you guys, right. you guys are getting younger and younger and younger. A lot of these wrestlers and it's it's amazing to see. So it, it's it is really crazy. I mean, um, one thing that Matt has always like stressed is just like, you know, having a little bit of something for everybody who comes to the show. Right. Um, you know, I grew up and I never really was truly like into deathmatch wrestling growing up. Right. Now I love it. Um, yeah. It's just such an art form. And the level of strategy that people don't realize goes into deathmatch wrestling from like any perspective you want to look at. It's such a game of strategy. It's a game. Of, it's a battleship with light tubes. Right. Um, but if you have, if you want that, you got it. But yeah. if you really just want pure ass technical wrestling, we got a lot of those. I mean, like uh, Cilio Vega coming up. He's an MMA trained. Um, you see him teaming with Rocket mm-hmm. on Undiscovered. Um, he's he's a young up and comer who's really going to go through the ranks. And we see what Austin Luke is doing that on the main roster. He's yeah. he's out right now. Um, so really whatever you're looking for in H2O, you're going to find it. Yeah. Um, if I can just put over the company anymore, <laughs> I, I would. But like, no, but straight it's... up, like, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's a banging ass company. It, like, it is. there's no doubt about it. It is. It's a, it's a great place. So let's go back again, like Hustle Cup. Okay. Like, again, we were talking about this a little bit. Let's talk yeah. about like, you know, what you were going through, you know, those emotions working with these people, give us a little, you know, in debt of of this match for you with kennedy and matt yeah so sean told me um a while back um i probably i guess like a month and a half out that the match was going to happen he released a graphic and was like hey best of luck um at that point it was by far the biggest match i was going to wrestle um you know i've been watching matt and kennedy um and i watched them wrestle against each other so going into the match you know that Matt and Kennedy are going to know each other's tendencies. Uh, they've wrestled before. Right. But I had never wrestled either of them. And, you know, I'm, I'm green in the gills. Like, I was about a year and a half in at that point. So it was like a true sink or swim moment, you know. Um, but that's what, you know, the past year and a half has really been all about. Mm-hmm. Proving where I belong in the pro wrestling world. Um, I know I, I've been on commentary for a while now. Um Pretty much anyone who watches H2O and they don't come to the live shows, they probably know me as the commentator, which is totally fine. And I love that role. Um, It's an honor to call these matches. And it's truly probably the best job in the business, being able to be the voice for so many of these incredible performers. Mm -hmm. But I'm a wrestler and I want to prove myself as a wrestler. And that to me was the first match where I really was able to say, this is what I can do when I get between those ropes. Right. Um, I, I'll talk it. I'll talk you into those seats. But look, when I get between those ropes, this is what I can accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about commentary because that's definitely something I wanted to talk about. So how how is that? Like, you know, is it nerve wracking? Like, I mean, look, <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> I've done it once. And I was like, I'm good. I was like, thanks for the opportunity. 
I'm good. Right. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Uh, I'd rather be backstage, girl. Um, I feel. <laughs> you know, you, you sometimes you just find things that you, you enjoy more. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. Like, is that nerve-wracking? You know, like, learning names, like, na learning the names of everybody having, like, certain moves, you know. And then we'll get into, like, later because we're going to talk about Destiny because that was a huge opportunity for you but let's talk yeah. about being a commentator in general for h2o and like what does that mean to you give us give us some insight oh it means everything um to me it's it's the confidence from matt that means the most because at the end of the day like these are you know the stories coming from him coming from everybody in that position in h2o and to be able to be trusted to help tell that story and to to have the trust from the wrestlers that, hey, Nick can, you know, get across this during a match or really show, tell, tell the crowd what I'm thinking. Um, it means the world. And it's such a, it's an honor I really take seriously. Um, right. And it's why I'm really hyper attentive when it comes to calling these shows. Um it, it, it does take a lot, but I've always loved talking about wrestling. Mm -hmm. And me and friends growing up, we'd watch Monday Night Raw, and we'd tape them. And, you know, we would turn the volume down and pretend we're JR and the King. Like, oh, my God, what's this guy doing? Oh. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and to me, they were often the, the star of the show growing up. Mm -hmm. um, even when I watch, like, old shit from, like, the 80s, and it's, like, Jesse Ventura. Who's just like he's just like oh Hulk Hogan I think he's 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 got a shiv on him or something like that like you know just adding that element of character to him and that's what really is like yeah if we're going wrestling is the next level of wrestling like the fact that you have all this work going on in the ring these guys are killing each other these girls are killing each other right. whoever is in the ring at that point mm -hmm. um, their characters are larger than life and then not only that then you have commentary who's adding to the character with their own character it's just it's such an honor to be in that role and my goal is to be become the best commentator in independent wrestling um flat out i'm very hyper competitive about that and i think if you give me a chance to tell a story i can tell it with the best of them Who who's like your favorite to work with doing commentary now it's really like it's different um mm -hmm. because you know i don't it's I don't have like a true favorite to work. And that's not to say I don't love any of the people I work with. Mm -hmm. um, so, for instance, like when I work with Dan, Dan Cowie, Dan Cowie's a, a veteran of the game. Um, he's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. So I know I can like rely on Dan to like really tell that story. And I play more of a color commentary role. Right. Where I'm adding my slice of life in there, because as the wrestler, you know, I have some of that experience in the ring that I can lend that to. Right. Um, and then when I'm I'm working with Scotty, me and Scotty, we have more of a, a relaxed approach right. where neither of us have a defined role. Mm -hmm. um, and we talk wrestling, but we talk about the wrestling we're watching right. and add our own personal opinions in there, too. Right. And then when I work with Jason, um, Jason's Roland, for anyone who doesn't know, he does a commentary for Undiscovered. Right. Jason, he's he's relatively new to the game, too. Mm -hmm. Um. But he is, you know, a very enthusiastic and excels in telling the history. Um, he's a really great historian of H2O, mm -hmm. um, a bit of an encyclopedic knowledge. And he's very good at calling moves, too. Mm -hmm. 
So when I'm in that role, I'll play a little play by play and then play some color. So I guess what I'm trying to say, and as you can tell, I give long ass explanations. So my bad. <laughs> no, um, you're good. It's like everyone's different. So I don't really have a true favorite. Mm-hmm. I, I just like having that ability where it's almost like wrestling. Like yeah. if I wrestle against uh, Christian Ross and I wrestle against, read it's going to be two totally different matches right and same if i wrestle against jason or if i commentate with jason or dan um where it's going to be two good matches or two good roles on commentary but it's different <clears throat> yeah totally understandable is there anybody that you would want to work with um you know maybe in the future oh i mean shit um i gotta put you on the spot <laughs> hey you never know they could be like listening in and like this could happen you know well like yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as like someone I really want to work with, I mean, Ian from ROH is like incredible. But like for me, it's like I think I'd rather see different companies. I would like, you know, like like to lend my commentary to. Like when I like watch different independent promotions come in, I'm focused so much on like the matches and what I can add to them with commentary. Mm-hmm that it's like i haven't really like thought about that um i guess my answer is which is like the ultimate pop out answer (laughs) is i really want to work with everybody yeah because i've only worked with three like about four color commentators in my career so far Mm -hmm. so or four commentators in general Mm -hmm. so the opportunity to be able to work with you know all these different styles is so exciting Mm -hmm. i'm like super new to the game yeah so for me to say I'd rather work with one over the other, it's it's a little tough yeah. for me to say. I just work with everyone right now. Yeah. And again, like I said, I feel like a very personal person. So I feel like that makes it easier for you to kind of like mesh with anybody that you, you know, work uh, with. No, yeah. Like I'm, as soon as this interview's over, I'm going to turn the phone off and I'm going to talk to a blank wall for like 45 <laughs> minutes. I just like – I just talk to – inanimate all the time so. <laughs> i love it i love it okay so let's talk destiny because yeah, i was yeah. literally sitting behind you literally like i was right behind you watching you do commentary uh for right. this show with xavier cross who i should put over because i love doing commentary with cross yeah and if he listens to this he is going to in the head as soon as he sees me um xavier cross is fantastic to yeah. do commentary with he's a real old school style commentator which is yeah. right up my alley yeah continue my bad no you're good so destiny was crazy it was it was a very big weekend uh for everybody it was nuts it was in the in the ballpark it was fun but like again so it's like you do commentary for you know and i feel like every show that keeps happening over at h2o did like the next show kind of is like you know it keeps setting the bar i feel like with, with h2o that's like right. a great thing so here we are here's destiny you know so i mean i know like john said um wait hold on where he said it in the chat because he was saying hold on he wanted to know what your reaction to calling tremont versus onita um, what my but, reaction was, <laughs> but I also want to know like everything, you know, the whole, the whole show for you to like call this, and then like you can talk to us, like you know, a little bit of like watching Matt, you know, wrestle in this explosion, like death. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> so, like, I mean, you get to the baseball stadium, and we got there early, shit, like at, like eleven in the morning. Yeah. Which early, I guess it's not that early, but like it's it's early for Nick Ron. Yeah. Um, especially on a Sunday. 
But we get there, and I mean, you see like J- Derek Jeter's picture on the wall, and like, yeah. shit, I shit, I guess we're doing this. Like, this is a big, this is a big deal. Um, you know, setting up the ring, and then like sitting and getting ready to call that show. And realizing that fans are filling the seats behind me, just like you said, you were like right yeah. behind me the whole yeah. time. Um, it was so humbling to realize that, like, once again, any wrestler or anyone in the business forgets this coming from the grizzled two year veteran May, go figure. Yeah. Um, it's that the fans are everything. Um, and when they fill those seats, you just realize that we are, we're here for you. Yeah. And it was just, we have all the people watching on IWTV. And, you know, you see I'm doing commentary up there in the crow's nest in H2O usually. That takes a little bit of the pressure off. Yeah. Um, I'm not like, you know, you're you're a little bit separated. So that level of anxiety is gone. Mm-hmm. When you're in the middle of a ballpark <laughs> and you're between a wrestling ring and a crew of fans, hey, that's like that's a pro wrestling atmosphere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like uh, AEW, WWE, New Japan, whatever you want to call it. That is pro wrestling atmosphere. It was very nerve wracking, but bell rings matt will or you know in this case separate ways plays matt walks out and nerves are gone it's just time to rip it yeah. and we're ready to go now as far as that match the explosion match you know me and cross were having a heart attack because yeah you know we're so close to the ring and he said right before the match he's like hey this is going to take your breath away i've been in front of an explosion match before right and i was like oh. i was like i'll be fine i was like i've seen matt do insane stuff um and then that explosion happened and it took my breath away and look honestly you know when all was said and done i was like really you know i was scared yeah because like matt like he's my trainer um um obviously he runs h2o but like you know matt's like a good friend of mine yeah so when i see a friend of mine you know get hurt like that it's it's, you take yourself out of the seat for a second you're like you're like what's going on and then you remember everything that goes into it and everything that comes out of it and you know just adding to the legend of matt and that's it's like you know this is what he is he he does he's a deathmatch icon yeah this is the sacrifices that he makes and one thing I do have to say is I'm very thankful that it seems like the fans really did realize that sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it was a lot, you know, and again, like where I was sitting a straight on again behind you, um, you know, even like Brett Lauderdale was sitting behind me, too, which was crazy for right. me. I was like, oh, shit. Like, but, you know, like, again, like yeah, everybody. All- on that match yeah yeah like everybody came out like all the people that i kept running into and again like you know i was there early too i was backstage i was watching all this stuff but i gotta be honest with you you know like you expect like you see crazy death matches you know and i kind of really didn't expect what we got you know i guess it's like you know right like and i maybe you felt like this too it's like you know what you know like okay like we're gonna get this crazy light tubes we're gonna get this but you really don't know Right. And I feel like that even like a lot of people that, you know, the wrestlers like, you know, you didn't really know what was getting like set up, you know, like you didn't know of the details of what was going to happen. And I watched like behind me, even all the students like getting upset. <laughs> like I 
I even started, I had to hold myself because I was about to cry. Because even like you said, like Matt has become like a really good friend. And I feel like I got very close to him as well this last year. And and it's just like, damn, fuck. Like you sacrificed to entertain the fuck right. out of us. And it's like, yeah. shit, but I don't want you to like die in the process. And it's like, it's like such like a, a conflict because yeah. you know the character of Matt's person. Like right. Matt would give you the shirt off your back any off his back any day of the week right um but you also know how determined and how friggin' crazy he is <laughs> so right. like you know he's going to he he doesn't know how to like go yeah second gear and like you know phoning it in not that he ever would is not in his vocabulary in the first place yeah like, it's just something that he would never do so you know going into that match is going to be crazy. And then you have the fact that it's Matt and it's going to be a little bit crazier because he cares about the fans more than anything. Right. And he cares about wrestling more than it. And that's like where it's really crazy. He right. cares about the honor of deathmatch wrestling. Yeah. It's going to be nuts. <laughs> it's, uh, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. It was, it was incredible, yeah. but it was very intense. So even with that intense, let's let's go back a little bit before that because it was like a whole year. We've had this whole year story and everything. And you know, I like talking to everybody that comes on this podcast from H2O. I love talking about last extravaganza, you know, and it was a lot. And I just love hearing how everybody personally felt watching their trainer, their friend retire. Like obviously he's back. Um, but like tell us a little bit about that. Like, you know, oh, emotionally very interesting answer for me. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, okay. Um, so, last extravaganza, of course, was not this past October, but the October before. Right. Um, I was going to call that match mm -hmm. uh, with Matt and Ricky. And the day before the show, uh, I was quarantined with COVID. <clears throat> so, I actually wasn't at the last extravaganza. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. One sec. You're fine. <laughs> I am upset about it, but I'm not crying. Mm -hmm. I was literally like, there's something in my throat. Um, and I was devastated. I watched it in my garage. I, I was living with my parents at the time, and I watched it in my garage. So upset. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't talk in t to Matt until after the show. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I talked to him and told him what, you know, my situation and he was busy. And then after the show, we see what he goes through, right? Right. And he re and he messages me and he's just like, hey, man, I hope all is well. Like, hope everything's good. Like, well, think of what he just went through. Yeah. And then he messaged me that. So, and, um, I mean, Ryan told me, and Austin told me after the show, like, where he was like, hey, if you, you know, you see Nick, make sure he's doing all right. And I'm like, why is he checking on me? Like, like Matt is like giving everything and like, he's got the goodwill in his heart to check yeah. on me. Yeah. So it was, that was like, when I think of the last extravaganza, like everyone, you know, you ask anyone in HOO and they all have a different story. Right. Like basically about what they were doing, like leading up to the match and like, cause they, everyone was at the building. I wasn't. Right. So it's a strange situation for me. Right. And what I really remember most of the last extravaganza is Matt, like sort of looking me out and like, being like, hey, man, hope you're doing okay. Um, that's just, like, something I'll never forget. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just really, it means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, 
But like when I think about like that match in general, it's just like, I mean, Matt's back. Like you know, he he wrestled the Bev and they beat the shit out of each other the other night. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. But like I can't like when I realized that he was done, it like crushed me. Yeah. It, it, it I took it really hard because I would I really want to wrestle him. So it was a selfish reason why I took it hard. And obviously, you know, like I want Matt to wrestle because that man belongs in the ring. But like, yeah. that was the first thing I really thought of. <laughs> but I get it. I get it. Like being like a little bit, uh, you know, selfish in that sense. And I like it that you know he's back. You know, and I feel like oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And like he's gonna wrestle his kids. all his matches in general, and just being able to watch his matches. It's it's amazing that he's back. Yeah. And that was the reason it was so upsetting when he left. Yeah. But yeah, thank God that man's back. Yeah, because it's it's great for all you guys. Like again, I do all these podcasts. I get to chat with you. I get to chat with you guys off air. You know, and we talk about these things. And pretty much, you know, whether they said it on this podcast or whether they've said it to me backstage, that it's like, okay, like I really want to wrestle Matt. It's a bucket list for me. Like it's a dream match for me. So. One without it, a doubt, it, it's so awesome uh, to see it. I'm really excited to see like where we're going to go within the next year with Matt. I mean, I already saw like a few guys are watching the underrateds. Uh, that's another one too. That it's like even oh, yeah. a little bit Fox. with yeah, like Anthrax. Like Anthrax is another one that has said like he's wanted to wrestle Matt. You know, and it's like okay, yeah, talk about like a a match that when you realize hasn't happened, like you're like that's a match that has to happen. Yeah. Like why wouldn't that happen? Yeah, Anthrax, Matt, like. Anthrax takes, you know, he's takes a lot of inspiration from the bulldozer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Um, so, you know, here, let's, we're going to put over, cause I love putting over everybody over at H2O. Okay. So like, yeah. let's talk, pay your dues. Santiago debuted on that show. And I remember it was like, I think that was like the first time I actually met him. Um, okay. and I remember like how nervous he was. Um, and I was talking to him. The backstage, and I believe that he, I got a little backstage interview with him on that Indie Talks episode as well. Um, so, but like, you know, which is great. I I, I love him, and and it's cool. So, but how is that on the other end? Like, how is that for you that you are wrestling somebody who's making their debut? You know, like, is that like a lot of pressure for you? Um, yeah, it is. Um, but it's something I take like a lot of honor in, mm -hmm. um, because I've been a few people's first match. Um, and for being so new to the wrestling game, that's, it's a humbling experience. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely nerve wracking because I remember my first match and, and, you know, heading into your first match, all you can think is this has to be good. Um, and you're not, it's beyond proving it to everyone else it's proving it to yourself right um having that first match that is good and uh, a perfect example of someone who came in hot thanks to that first match is evelyn sage mm -hmm. um evelyn debuted against against marcus and that was on undiscovered and that was a banger mm -hmm. um and you see a lot of undiscovered students when they come into the game like Big Red's first match against Hawkins was insane. Mm -hmm. uh, Mather's first match against his dad was insane. Austin's against Jordan Oliver. Um, Reed's was against Matt. Yeah. So, like, everyone has this crazy first match. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you want to make sure. Like, I wanted to make sure that first match with Santiago was excellent. Right. Um, and that we did what I think is the most important thing in wrestling, if we're talking shop, and that is telling a story. Mm -hmm. Um 
anyone who's seen me wrestle, like I don't do a whole, I don't do a lot of crazy moves. Um, not like, not like I don't do intricate moves, but like, I don't do a lot of like high flying, I guess right. you would say. Um, and I think there in many different ways, there's ways to tell stories with high flying, but for me, that's not effective mm-hmm. for Santiago. It is effective. Right. Um, so to really be able to help him tell that story and get his career off on the right foot, even if it did mean, you know, kicking my ass, unfortunately, <laughs> but that like was really important to me. Right. Right. Definitely. I love Santiago. Again, I will get all people on this podcast because I will get, I will make oh, it yeah. happen. Santiago's another one. Yeah. Um, he's so, he's so new yeah. um, to the game now that like he's had his issues with injuries and stuff like that in the past that hasn't really gotten him that proper like head of steam that he really needs to get going. Um, but he's just someone with limitless potential. He had a great match against Razor Wing mm-hmm. a couple months ago. I loved on, yeah. on Discovery. So. That's great. I love it. You, you never know who's going to show up at Undiscovered, you know, so I'm glad I'm glad that it's eventually going to go onto YouTube because I cannot make it to every Undiscovered. I think I've been only to like two and I wish I could be there. But, you know, I'm in New York. You guys are That's far. <laughs> you guys are far. <laughs> New York's a far ass drive. <laughs> I'm going to just move in. That's it. You know, like I'm just gonna move in. So I'll just figure. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this because I, I don't think I've really got into this. I think a couple of people I had asked. So tell us like, you know, played heel, played a face, what do you prefer? What's easier? Um so playing a heel or playing a face. It's just different. Mm-hmm. I mean there's there's some things I I loved about playing a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, really, just like, you know, being able to get so much aggression off before you really enter the ring. Right. Um, and you guys, I mean, if you see me as Nick Rond, um, you know I come out hot. <laughs> like, I'm coming out the turnstile blaring, and I'm screaming, I'm dapping, I'm high-fiving everybody I see that by the time I get to the ring, I'm, like, <laughs> emotionally exhausted. Mm-hmm. But being a heel is, like, it's so different because... <clears throat> You really control the pace a lot of the times, and that's an interesting thing to be able to do. Right. Because it's almost like I equate like being a face to playing guitar and being a heel to playing piano. Like when you're playing piano, you you can slow it down, play at an even tempo, play a nice pretty song, and then bang on the keys and scare everyone, piss them off. And when you're playing that face. Um, you're you're playing guitar solos and you're making people happy and they're 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 going wild for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's just different. Um, I love what I'm able to do right now as Nick Grand. Um, <clears throat> just being able to really connect with people because I have so much love for the fans. Right. <clears throat> so being able to like have them on my side and like rally around them. Um, and when I'm you know on the negative end in a match um and let's say like last match like adonis was kicking my ass for a greater part of it but you get a little bit of motivation from the fans and then suddenly you get this adrenaline boost mm-hmm. and unlike anything else in the world there's a reason that you see pro wrestlers wrestling until they're like 75 years old yeah <laughs> like that feeling is you can't bottle it up and if you could you'd be a millionaire yeah yeah totally uh, let's go with this fan tweet from Good Cop, Bad Cop. They said, with Nick Grand being an anagram of Dancer King, 
which indie wrestler cut some rug the best? <laughs> Damn, that's a crazy question. Um, that's a, that person rules. Um, <laughs> who's the best indie wrestler dancer? Uh, I'm gonna probably. It was funny because I was like, if you couldn't come up with one, I was gonna go between Chad Spectacular or Rocket. Oh yeah, Rocket. How did I not even think of Rocket? <laughs> Yeah, Rocket. Rocket like is insane at breakdancing. I yeah. mean, that's not the biggest surprise in the world because we've seen him wrestle and he's mm-hmm. just like this freak of nature athlete. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit, I feel like I've seen like, I feel like I've seen Cannonball dance like one. <laughs> Maybe I'm just imagining that. All right, but, Probably all right, the Chad so. Spectacular because after the show was going on, everybody was in the ring dancing after. Oh, wait. Yeah. Chad Soiree. Yeah. yeah well, you know why I didn't remember that is because Chad clotheslined me directly before that big dance. <laughs> so I was in the back licking my wounds and everyone's out in the ring dancing. I look on, I look and I see what's going on. I was just like, all right, I, I have to leave. i love it i love it i'm excited for the second one uh the first one needs to go up on iwtv because that was it was such like a great show all serious that was such a fantastic show um it was actually my first time ever wrestling adonis yeah um yeah that was uh my first match against adonis so full circle (laughs) full circle it's time is a flat circle except i've seemed to have wised up a little bit and adonis is even more of an egomaniac after winning hustle cup so yeah yeah so so let's talk about this you know we we keep talking and we keep going back to adonis you know you put a tweet out uh you know so i want to hear the 411 on this you go paying off a ref and hitting me in the grand juniors to steal a title i have so many thoughts stay tuned yeah so i've really i've been you know waiting for the proper moment to sort of get these thoughts out there and i decided that i want to sort of drop them right around christmas because i want to make sure that adonis when he's at his most egotistical and he's at his most selfish and he's eating every single thing on the christmas table and stealing everyone's gifts that he listens to the words that i say and he gets the fear the fear in him on that Christmas morning that Nick Rond is coming. He's back and he is ready to make him pay for every single thing he did in the ring on Monday on Discovery. Because look, at the end of the day, look, he beat me for a title. And that crushed me because, because that title really just meant showing that I belong, that I am one of the better wrestlers in, you know, out there in H2O. And that if you put me up against anyone, I belong in that ring and I want to fight any and all comers. So when Adonis robs me of that match, he robs me of that feeling that I have in my heart that I hold so dear. But he robs the fans of a proper championship match. Um, You know, ever since Mike, you know, Mike Quest came along a little bit ago and, you know, you just talked to him the other day, um, Mm -hmm. one of the trainers at H2O. Mm -hmm. And he's really instituted this insane pride in in the championship that i felt um that it's not about when you're outside the ring holding the belt posing for pictures it's not about going to sleep and seeing that belt on your nightstand those are all beautiful things but what it's really about is holding that belt in that ring saying that i am the best 
and that the match that I have is going to be the best. So when Adonis robs us of that by paying off a ref and kicking me or hit me in my balls, then I have a major issue with it. Yeah. So that's basically a teaser of, you know, what I will be talking to Adonis about live on on Twitter, on Instagram, on anywhere that you can find out for H2O, you will hear Nick Ron's thoughts. Ooh, make sure you are following him, which we'll get into later about all that. So here I have the graphic here for you guys if you want to see. Like, I'm really excited. Uh, the last one of the year. We have special guest referee Sean Henderson going on here, too. Yeah, Sean is the special guest referee. Look, Sean took over Undiscovered a couple weeks ago, and we saw when Austin and Reed were having their issues with affirmative action. Mm -hmm. Sean will make his authority known. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, thankfully... Sean was the acting commissioner when me and Adonis's issue this past uh, Monday or two Mondays ago happened. Now, I was looking for everywhere on tape of Sean as a referee. I can't find any anywhere. I messaged Sean. He's very busy. He hasn't gotten back to me. I can only anticipate Sean if he's as good as a ref. He's, he's a wrestler. He's going to be fine. But, you know, it's, it's, it's another monkey wrench to, to throw out there. Like, you, you have faith in your official to do their job. And when something like that happens to me this past week, when I had Adonis dead to rights mm -hmm. and the referee feigns a shoulder injury, I lose faith in the officials. Right. Um, I have faith in Sean. So I've got a lot of conflicting feelings going on right now about the match, but I'm, I'm just ready to prove that I belong. I'm ready to prove that the bad guy doesn't always win. Right. And, Adonis can say what he wants to say. He can do his little dances in the ring. He can pay off whatever referee he wants. It doesn't really matter when I hit him with the destination dropkick right in the side of the jaw and he's knocked out cold and I pin him. And that's what I ensure is going to happen. Ooh, you heard it here, guys. You heard it here. So make sure you stay tuned. I'm looking forward to this match. Um, so. so we have another fan tweet from our friend Riley. She says, "What when... up, Riley?" <laughs> she goes, "When will we see some Nickron merch?" Oh, yo. Well, it just so happens you'll see it very, very soon. Um, I got the orders are put in, um, so I would say by February you'll see two different Nickron shirts. Um, you'll see two shirts. I'm working on hats. Um, I'm sort of conflicted on what kind of design I want for the hat, mm -hmm. so going back and forth on that, but. I'd say by February, you'll have some Nickron merch that you can sell and tell all your friends. Yeah, you guys and need merch. Buy <laughs> Nickron can afford gas to get to the show. <laughs> yeah, you guys need merch. Okay, like I want to come and smack y'all that don't have merch, whether it's pins or hats or. Oh no, I love the designs I have going on for Go the ahead. merch right now. So, um, there's that's like the big thing that held me back um, because when I was. You know, Nicholas Grand, I had one shirt for $500 because I was a rich piece of crap. And then, you know, I'm Nick Grand. I, I understand, like, you know, the fans want to support. Grand's house wants to show out and show their love. Right. So making a shirt that is sick means a lot to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't want to, like, just, like, throw Nick Grand on a shirt and then call it a day or throw Grand yeah. house on and call it a day. I, I want something where your friend's going to be like, yo, where'd you get that shirt? Yeah. Nick Ron gave it to me. They're like, oh, I want to come out and support Nick Ron. You'd be like, oh, he kicks Adonis' head off. Yeah. Oh, I support that. So 
getting these shirt designs on point was really important to me. And stay tuned. February, I got you. Oh, I love it. I love it. looking forward to it. Uh, let me see. The and, Riley, and Riley gets a free shirt for asking. Oh, so, I said this, Riley. Um, I can't write in the chat right now. Riley, you get a free shirt. Uh, I love it. Hold me to that. <laughs> uh, Wilbur says, I like hats better than shirts. Cool. Uh, Johnny <laughs> says, Nick, open up a big cartel store and sell eight by tens. Damn. Okay. See? All right. Johnny's now my my agent. <laughs> it's like I don't know how to do any of this stuff. So eight by ten. Yeah. Hold up one second. <laughs> he's he's making a post-it note. Quick, 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 quick. Write it down. <laughs> All I right. love it. That's... Thank you. Thank you. Big yeah. cartel eight by tens are coming out soon. Yes. I got a thick eight by ten. Oh man. Well Earl 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 and Chris is gonna be for it. Earl now. and Chris take like the best photos over there and like and Amanda yeah, like and Amy. Like uh, you guys, photographers at H2O, yeah, who in there are just out of control. They, they are. Every once in a while, I get a cute little photo. Like I get a good That's one. That's right. <laughs> I get a you good one sometimes. Man. I get very proud. I'm not even a photographer, but I get very proud every once in a while. I'm like, oh, this came out so good. <laughs> I guess. Oh yeah. When I take pictures, it looks like I took them with a potato. So you're way better than I am. <laughs> Listen, this is why I always tell the fans, like, if you take photos, post them. Videos, post them. Like, yeah, put, put that like, shit I, on social. I have, like, seven pictures of me wrestling. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like a rumor that I wrestle. Listen. So I need all the pictures that I can get. Bring it, guys. Take the photos. Tag them in it. Like, come on. That's like, I try to do that. Actually, I got to go back and I need to edit my shit from last weekend because I, I, I have so much footage from this past weekend i i know uh, so, insane weekend. <laughs> uh, so if you guys start seeing me tweet like crazy footage i'm sorry um so what's some things you like to do when you're not in the squared circle uh nothing i just <laughs> sit in a corner and i just look at the wall <laughs> now um i play i play music like i said earlier i've ah oh, here's a shameless plug um so check out my band hot trash on spotify um, there's multiple hot trashes. Mm -hmm. We are the hot trash punk band from New Jersey. Um, we have a few albums. One's called nude mm -hmm. and one is called cut the fat. Check that out. Um, and then I also have an acoustic side project called going to bed. That's going to bed. And that's on Spotify and Apple music as well. Um, so yeah, I, I love making music. Um, and really, it's wild because I played music in bands for like 10 years mm -hmm. and I played in punk bands like all over the East Coast, um, specifically Hot Trash. And it was because I was a front man. I was a singer for it. these dirty ass basement floors screaming my heart out. Mm hmm. And then you go to wrestling and it's like, honestly, like a lot of the same stuff happens in punk that it really does in wrestling. Mm -hmm. So it was like such a natural, natural transition to go from music to wrestling. Um, so like, yeah, I guess other than music, like I love cooking too. Um, I'm a real dope cook. So. Okay. I'm coming yeah. over. I'll trade you for some cookies. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> I, I can't be whatsoever. Like I make like hockey puck cookies, but if you need cake or like penne vodka or some, you know, some sweaty stuff, I've got you on that. Okay. I'm I've coming over. You. I'm coming over. Like we're doing a trade here. I mean, I can cook too. Clearly I bake. You guys know that. 
Uh, you yep. guys demolished my fucking cookies this weekend. Yeah, I'm dying <laughs> for an H2O Iron Chef. Because I like, I want to see like what everyone would make. Like, what what would make Alan Cook if he was on H2O Hot Iron Chef? <laughs> Wait, hold on. IWTV, if you're listening now, IWTV Iron Chef credits to Nick Ron. <laughs> Tape, what is it, the 23rd? 22nd? Yeah. 20 the 22nd, I said this. If anyone takes my idea, I'm suing you. <laughs> Paul and I press or um, whatever that lawyer. I want to be part of this. Paul and Harvey Whippleman. I want to definitely be part of this. I mean, we had Matt on here and the joke was um, when I was doing the live podcast, April was like, when are you putting the oven into H12 certificate and bake? And he was like, I'm installing it right now. Yeah, for real. I will help. I will do whatever it takes to install that oven. I can't. I'll probably kick my ass and kick me out because I'd just be way more of a hindrance and a help. But whatever. (laughs) Yeah, oven in there, I'm game. <laughs> Especially when it's cold. Just bake cookies the entire show and it'll heat up a little bit. There you go. That's what that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put it all out, uh, you know, so this this is happening. Uh <laughs> Yeah, for real. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh Riley said she's got a hundred pictures the night uh Nick first won the undiscovered title. Post that shit. <laughs> post Are that shit. Post that shit, yeah, girl. Post those things now. Yes. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, post them now because it's going to be perfect, perfect, perfect motivation for me the entire week coming up training to wrestle Adonis. Yes. Post that shit. Post motivation it. I, because the feeling I felt that night coming off of Destiny, seeing what Matt did for this company. Yeah. Seeing Kennedy did winning that Tremont hat, the Tremont death match. Even seeing what Adonis did, that's the ironic part, you know. Adonis starts that whole Destiny weekend by winning the Hustle Cup, and I finish it by winning the Undiscovered Championship. And now here we are. Yep. So the motivation's here. Just this, I cannot wait for Monday. It can't come soon enough. Uh, yeah. Biggest oh. match of my Wow. Jess is in the chat. She goes, I hope Adonis wins. Wait. <laughs> Jess Moss? Yes. Yo, what? Oh my god. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? You hope Adonis wins? <laughs> Damn. I thought me just were cool. Damn. This broke my heart. You know what? All right. Jess, right when I hit destination dropkick, I need you to peek your head out of the curtains just so you can see me get that one, two, three. <laughs> because I want you to be able to celebrate with me and every single member of Grant's house. We're, we're cracking cold ones. I'll give you a cold one. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And uh, Riley, you missed the uh, Nixon that he's going to give you a shirt because you asked that question yeah, when he sure, comes out right. with his merch. Get a shirt. Jess, Jess does not get a shirt. <laughs> Jess, for Jess costs $72. Damn. She said, cook a steak for me and I might change my mind. All right, deal. All right, cool. We're cool. <laughs> I'm dead. Uh, Johnny says, he goes, do you like pop punk as well like Green Day? Yeah, dude. I love Green Day. Hold up. Hold up one second, Uh-oh. Johnny. Uh-oh. Give you some. Give me a second. Like gonna You're going to love this. He's going to pull out like a hat. He's going to probably pull out like, oh, uh, look at that. The dude. Live at Woodstock vinyl from 1994. I love Green Day. But, like, seriously, like, my band, we used to cover Green Day all the time. Um, 
to cover walking contradiction, warning. Um, I cover Blank. Like I've seen Blank so many times in concert. They're like one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Saves the Day, Newfound Glory. Um, if you've ever heard of Crucial Dudes, check out Crucial Dudes. Um, they are like, I think the best pop punk band like in the game ever. Mm-hmm. Um, they only made like one album, but holy shit, it's so good. <clears throat> And check out the album Nude by Hot Trash. Johnny, if you like pop punk, Nude by Hot Trash is a bet. All right, I'm done plugging myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have two final... There you go. I got two final questions for you. If you guys have any other questions, right. feel free. Drop them in the chat if you like. Uh, so, you know, 2000, uh, 2022 is coming up real soon. We're going to be there. Uh, what's some goals yeah. that you have for 2022? Um, the goals I have for 2022 are really to expand the number of people I wrestle. That's number one. Um, I want to become something that Austin and Mark and really Reed as of late GG Ryan. Um, you know, there's so many names, like, I, I don't want to cut anyone from H2O who I didn't say on, up, like up, right. but those are just some of the names I really say that have wrestled everyone this year. Yeah. Um, I want to be in that mold. Um, Winning that H2O and Discover Championship, it is incredibly important. But it's really important because that championship is a key for me to wrestle everybody. Right. Because everyone wants to win that. So by me not having that, I have to find, you know, you know, work my way to find people who I can go one-on-one with. When I had the H2O and Discover Championship, I'm wrestling everybody. So really, my goal for 2022 is to expand that number. There's so many people on that roster. I am dying to wrestle dying to wrestle um and really to me that's the goal yeah if championships come along the way that's fantastic i would love to be given those opportunities if i earn them but i just want to wrestle every single person on the roster and have everyone know that nick grand can go Make sure you follow him. Uh, good have back half. What's up? He goes, oops, a little late. Hopefully I remembered to submit a question. You did. We'll watch from start now, but we'll make it live before you add. So say hi, a uh, hi to Nick. Uh, hope you're both doing what well. up? <laughs> I love his question. I can't wait till he gets up to that. So what I like to do on this podcast, how I like to end all, all my podcasts is, you know, for those inspiring and amateur wrestlers out there, um, what's your piece of advice for them? Oh, great. Um, honestly, first and foremost, if you go on that journey to be a wrestler, um, no matter what aspect of it you do, whether you want to wrestle on a worldwide scale or you want to wrestle in Williamstown, New Jersey, realize that this business does not owe you anything. Um, this wrestling does not owe me a thing. I owe wrestling quite a bit. So when you come to training, um, be prepared for some bumps and bruises. Be prepared to be thrust out of your comfort zone. Get ready for having nights where you feel like you suck. The people around you will do their best to hold you up. But be prepared for the hardships. Because the best wrestlers that you see in the world, um, Adam Cole, I brought him up earlier. I'm sure he didn't go into the wrestling ring for the first time ever and do like, you know, have like 20 minute mat classics. Maybe he did because he's incredible. But you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's a really hard road. And if you find yourself in the position where you find out wrestling is not for you, 
whether you can't do it physically, um, emotionally, for whatever reason, that is your reason. And there is no shame in trying something and not succeeding. There's shame in not trying something and not succeeding. If you find yourself out on the outs and that you can't wrestle, look at me. There was a point where I didn't think I could wrestle. And now I'm doing commentary. And I love every second of it. And you see referees. And you see back, you see everybody involved in the pro wrestling world. Um, you know, not everybody is a wrestler to be involved in wrestling. And I think that there should be more credit shown to, you know, the people behind the scenes that help make everything go. And who knows if you, I guess the word of advice is keep your eyes open in wrestling to any and all opportunities, because you never know exactly what piece of the puzzle you are to make that big picture. Oh, that's great, great advice. Wow. So we're going to talk about it a little bit. So again, I mean, we, we keep talking about your match here. I'm going to put the flyer back up for you guys that are watching the video end of yeah, the, this podcast. Yeah, you see take him off his face. <laughs> so guys, come down. If you can come down, it's five bucks. You can't it's go It's $5. And it's not just me and Adonis wrestling. You have Asriel and Declan Grant. You have Mike Quest and Austin Luke. Like, it's going to be an insane show. You have a triple threat for the Tag Team Championships, the H2O Tag Team Championships. Mm -hmm. um, it's a stacked card. Yeah. And it's five. So, I mean, like, you know, what else can you really do for $5? I can't even, like, go from, like, my house to the grocery store for $5 <laughs> for gas. But I can nine insane matches with high stakes. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Like, that's an easy one. Yeah, that was crazy today when I saw it, Azrael. Like, oh, here we go. We got to fight because. Uh... For real. Like, Declan is having a year, an yeah. insane year. Man, just, I mean, Jess made the count, but he did just pin the franchise. Yeah. Like, he pinned Shane Douglas. And he's going into fighting Azrael now. Like, this is just like a career making year for that dude. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's been having these great opportunities over. <laughs> in h2o so again you know it's it's you know a promotion you guys should be following so i don't know i might have some yeah, words for <laughs> Azrael. we're gonna we're gonna fight backstage <laughs> we gotta fight me and Azrael. we gotta fight we're gonna have a little backstage shit this monday because because i'm gonna uh -oh. pick, I'll pick his boat he keeps going after everybody all my favorites arcadia and gangone and i know and now declan and now mark marcus matters like we're gonna fight like I'm just Man's got to come. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so New Year's again, uh, another show you guys can catch it if you can't go. Uh, it's gonna be on IWTV on January first. How exciting is this for you guys? Watch it. Oh, watch man. it. Mather Shelley, like, come on. Yeah, like. And then we. Oh, I'm sorry. We were talking about Massachusetts for a second. <laughs> yeah. About that, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I'm looking forward. I don't to want people showing up on Monday and thinking Mathers. <laughs> oh no, no, that's yeah, that's in Massachusetts. So yeah, definitely but check that out. Our show is five dollars and it's in Williamstown. Yeah, get the hell. Yeah, definitely. Oh look, we got my quest in the chat. How are you? We gave you a shout Yo! out earlier. Like, what up, quest? Much, much love. We were plugging your show. We can't wait. Uh, you know, so I'll be Yo, backstage. Real. Um, I got to do my my quest plug right now. I'll uh, do it. Go for um, it. Dude, my quest has done so much to like advance my knowledge of wrestling. Um, 
when it comes to like being economical with your movement and not taking too many steps to get yourself out of position so I don't get my head knocked off by Adonis on Monday, like when it comes to cardio, he really pushes when it comes to cardio. And there's two different things, running in a treadmill in a gym and then wrestling cardio. And that man preaches wrestling cardio. I can't show enough love to my quest. And I am dying for him to drive Austin's head into the mat. Oof. I can't wait. Can't wait. It's gonna be so like, if you're not if like the matches he on this Monday, like if you are in the area and you have five dollars, please come to the show. Yeah. You will become a lifelong fan of H two O if you come to this show. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So definitely check it out. Again, it will soon be on YouTube, working on that as well. So but Yeah. Yeah. So you know, Nick, it's been amazing. Tell everybody where they could follow you, if they could bother you, <laughs> follow your journey. Yeah. Um, you can't please say my Twitter name. I forget it again. <laughs> it's Nick Gron underscore. <laughs> That's right. Follow me at Nick Gron underscore. If you want the latest in wrestling hot topics, what I'm listening to every week, or you're just curious of what I have to say to Adonis Valerio before our match this Monday, I'm the Twitter you got to follow. Yeah, that was pretty good for a plug, right? That's like the only thing. So if you don't follow me on Twitter, man, uh, sorry. I guess we'll just see each other in person. Um, <laughs> you can come see me at H2O Undiscovered. Um, you know, it's coming up this Monday. It is every other Monday. Yeah. Um, and there is no season anymore. H2O Undiscovered runs all year long. For only $5, you can see the future of professional wrestling. That is literal. Yeah. You've seen Marcus Mathis wrestle his first match on H2O Undiscovered. Now you see him all over the country. You see wrestlers come from far and wide to wrestle in H2O. Um, and if you don't see me on H2O Undiscovered, you can hear me on every single H2O main show um, on IWTV. Yeah, so definitely check it out, guys. So, so with yeah. that being said, we're going to wrap it up. I can't thank you guys enough for hanging out with us and all your questions and all that fun stuff. Definitely come on down to H2O. Definitely check it out on IWTV. Can't go wrong. Again, you know, uh, next, next week. Yeah. Next week will be up in Massachusetts. They're making their rounds. So, And I'm sure, again, you'll see uh, backstage. Make sure you're subscribed to the Indie Wrestling Corner. And then, again, you know, the Under Rope series, I interview everybody, the Indie Talks, whether I have panels or whether I'm backstage, you know, you can see that. You'll see Nick definitely in the backstage. You know, maybe we'll talk to Mike uh, this coming Monday. So definitely make sure you're subscribed and turn that bell on for all up-and-coming shows. So Ring that bell. Yeah, ring-a-ding-ding. <laughs> But anyway, guys, right. if, you know, have a happy uh, holiday. Next week, I'll be back with MSP and Ninja Mac. And then I'm working on my January. I got some good ones for you guys. I'm really excited. So, yeah. So, stay, 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 support independent wrestling. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good night. Later.